Programming is sponsored by Tom Tool III. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or Beasley Media Group. Good afternoon, greater Philadelphia area. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Timon. And we both work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania and Delaware since 2018. Sarah, how's it going today? Going pretty well. How's it going with you? It's going well here. We got a new cameraman in the house, Gabe, one of our uh, newest people to join the team. He doesn't have a mic, but he's streaming live, which is very exciting. Brett's producing, which is great. And we've got a guest coming in later today. Uh, His name is Tim. He runs a company called Nourish Kings that makes... Homemade smoothies from like sea moss and turmeric and all this really good natural stuff. Um, I've had them, so they're very good, which will be cool. And before that, we're going to talk about some real estate topics as usual. So what we want to jump into first is some big news regarding conforming loan limits. So if you're thinking about buying a home or selling a home in the next, I would say, 12 months, I mean, the 22 2022 loan limits have gone up substantially uh, for both FHA and conventional loans. And uh, the numbers, just to give you an idea what this increase means, conforming loan limits increased to $647,200. That's a $98,950 increase from last year or an 18% jump. And FHA loans. This is this is pretty surprising, Sarah. Uh, FHA loans. Their loan limit is now four hundred seventy-seven thousand two hundred in the five-county area because they get determined by a couple different variables. So we're talking about Philadelphia, Chester, Montgomery, Bucks, Delaware counties, and that's over a hundred and twenty thousand dollars more than last year. This is pretty bananas. Yeah, I mean that's that's huge. And I mean, I think what since twenty seventeen there hadn't been like any increase. Nope. Even you know, at all. So this was a, a massive, a massive jump and will will give buyers um, definitely some more options here. So you're, you're working with active buyers now, right? And mm-hmm. I, I think there's a couple things we'll, we'll talk about here and unpack. This is how it's going to affect the market, but you've got a buyer maybe that's, you know, like, so you hear this news, what, what are you telling them right now? Because I, I see a couple advantages here for anyone that wants to get into the market. Yeah, I mean, I would I would tell them to talk to their lender and, um, you know, really get a handle on what they can get approved for and what makes sense for them with their their monthly budget. Um, You know, being approved for something is great, but if that doesn't fit with your your lifestyle and everything, you need to, you know, you need to figure out, you know, for yourself what in addition to what you're approved for, like what you feel comfortable, what you feel comfortable paying. But this does open the door um, for for a lot of people to really get into that dream home. And when you think about this, like what FHA loans are designed for, and that's why I think this is the bigger of the two, although the conforming loan is important as well, and I'll explain it in a second. I mean, the minimum credit score for an FHA is 580, right? Now, most lenders, they look for like 620 to 640, but if, if you've got credit issues, and I, I think this brings up another issue we, we can talk about, a lot of people don't know like how to manage their credit score. Like, right. you know, my, my 22-year-old self, like luckily I, I had some parents that gave me some good guidance, but I, I think we all have friends and, and people we know where like they didn't pay bills when they were younger, their credit got screwed up, and then they went to, you know, go borrow something and it actually affected their ability to do that. So mm-hmm. 
the people that maybe don't have great credit or maybe they, you know, something happened during the pandemic and they weren't able to pay their bills too. I mean, there's a lot of folks that couldn't work. All of a sudden, you're able to jump up to almost a half a million dollars with an FHA loan that was normally at like, you know, 380, right? right. So, I mean, they're not even. It was like it was more like 350. I mean, that that's a pretty significant difference. So, do you think that's going to bring more buyers to the market? Like, talk to me a little bit more about how you think this actually affects the market. And I think the last thing we all need right now is more buyers, but that's the world we're living in. Right. I mean, I think that it certainly it could bring some more buyers out. Um, some people who maybe didn't realize they were in a position where they actually could buy. Um, I think, like, honestly, regardless of these these new numbers out there, I think there's always going to be some new buyers that come into the market that didn't think that they were in a position that they could buy. And then as you talk to them, they realize that they they actually are. Um, I think where it's going to kind of have a little bit of a bigger impact is some people that were maybe looking in a little bit of a lower price range and just kind of kept not not pulling the trigger on anything because it wasn't hitting the mark for what they were looking for. And getting that little bit of additional buying power can really push them into, wow, this is what this is what I want. So I think that's where we're going to see a little bit more of a difference. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. And there's a small part of the population I also see that are, are folks that, you know, have credit issues or didn't understand how to manage their money, but are making a pretty good income. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, to buy a home at you know, four hundred seventy-seven thousand because you're putting three and a half percent down. So that's basically the purchase price, right? So let's call it five hundred. I mean, typically people will buy a home that's uh, four times their annual income. So that mm-hmm. puts you at like a buck and a quarter, sure. which is, I mean, that's that's pretty. That's that's more than the median income in our marketplace, which is right around eighty-seven thousand dollars. So I, I do see that as a big advantage. The 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 conforming loan amount getting raised is also pretty substantial uh, because, I mean, there's a big differentiation when you're in that conforming versus jumbo loan territory right? where, you know, rates right now on a 30-year fixed conforming, uh, and this is for 2021, they're coming in like three and an eighth, like three and a quarter-ish, but a jumbo rate's going to be three and a half or higher, and uh, unless you have a really good banking relationship, and when you think about that, those folks are typically coming in with like 20% down, so someone that's, you know, they're borrowing, you know, 650, let's call it 647. I mean, they're probably looking at like an $800,000 house. Mm -hmm. So that to me is also going to keep the higher price points moving a little better because the difference of like three and an eighth versus three and a half is pretty substantial in your monthly payment. Absolutely. So you talked about buyers upping their price range a little more. So have you seen buyers like they struggle kind of being right on the edge of that conforming loan amount? Where they don't want to get into jumbo territory, or maybe they're just even a little scared about it. Yeah, yeah, I've I've certainly seen that, um, and I've, yeah, I mean that's that's definitely something that that I've uh, that I've had going on. And even if you're not jumping between loan types, there, I've also just seen a lot of people where they're they're right on the edge to getting into what they would really want if they could just mm-hmm. go up a, a tiny bit higher. Um, and I think yeah, for the the FHA, that's going to be. Um, that's going to be huge. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with you there and, and with jumbo rates too. So, I mean, the, the, the folks that are out there, and, and this also goes for people that are downsizing too. Think about someone in like one of these like million two homes and they want to downsize and maybe they don't want to put all the money into the house and buy cash. They want to, you know, maybe they have a lot of money in retirement or a SEP or, or something like that. So I, th- this is pretty big news. So, you know, for, for the folks that are thinking about buying or selling, I, I think the best thing to do is like get in touch with a lender Talk to someone who understands this because this is the biggest increase we've seen in years. And I think it's a good win for buyers in a market that's been so seller friendly for the mm-hmm. past 18, 20 months. Uh, 
so with that, like, I mean, and one of the things I kind of wanted to, to chat about here is the, the folks that have to go FHA because they don't know how to manage their money or the, like, what do you think? Are, and this isn't something we really prepped on the show, but do you think that's something that needs to get like addressed in like when like people are like in school, like in high school, college? I mean, I, I, is this something that people need to start you know teaching more? It needs to be part of the curriculum because there's a lot of people I know that have like that make really good money. I'm, I'm, I'm more than 120, like high six figure salaries and their credit's screwed and they really can't do a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, I think absolutely that's something that they should be teaching um, kids before they mess up their credit, <laughs> you know, because there's, it's so easy to do early on. And then if you don't know the steps to take in order to rebuild it, or if you have a period of time there where you're not really needing to apply for anything, you might not realize how bad it is. Um, and, you know, built, rebuilding credit takes time. It's not something, even if you have a, a great job and you, you know, have everything else in place there to, to support um, some purchases that you want to make, um, rebuilding that credit is not an overnight fix. Um, and it's, you know, that's one of the hard conversations that sometimes we have to have with people. I mean, typically it's more coming from the lender, but if they've, you know, they've spoken to the lender and then they're talking to you and then you're, I, I just had a situation recently where, um, you know, there was a, a credit issue there and it's going to, you know, set everything back most likely for at least a year. Um, and that's a, a hard blow <laughs> to, to take when you think that you're in a position to be able to go out and do something right away. So I think learning that early on is something that absolutely would benefit you real life <laughs> um, yeah. and uh, have a, a big impact, uh, you know, down the road. Well, and, and I, I've been on the other side of that, too, where like engaged couples and like one of them can't get on the loan because their credit's not good. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and all of a sudden there's like people are embarrassed and they're yeah. nervous and there's all these like emotions going on. And when you're trying to like start a life together, it's like, oh, no. What's this person going to think of me because my credit sucks? And, right, I, right. and that's a normal feeling. I don't think there's anything, you know, I mean, and you're talking about the same thing. And then all of a sudden, folks can't buy. They don't know mm -hmm. what to do. And think about if someone had to wait a year this past year. They right. lost down so much equity. Absolutely. And so and the, the, the heartbreak of and, and higher rates and the payment's going to be higher. So the, the, there's real life ramifications here. And what a lot of people don't get is, is how these scores are calculated. And there's really five categories. I thought it was a great time to go over this. Mm -hmm. The first is going to be payment history. And that's 35%, right? And I'd, I'd love you to chime in and see where your clients maybe have issues or don't have issues because I've kind of seen it all. And it's really 30-day plus lates. So right. is that usually what your, your people run into that have credit issues? Or, or what, what have you seen? So I've, I've seen a little bit of that. Um, a lot of times, honestly, it's I'm getting from the lender like, hey, this is their score and they're not necessarily not necessarily breaking down for me why the score is what it is. Got so it. I, I don't always actually know all of the the details as to why it's it's low. So what I've seen is, is payment history is a big one, especially for younger kids, because they don't realize like, oh, I got this credit card and I'm in college. I need to pay it every month. Right. right. I mean, I definitely had friends in college that did that. And I've had clients we worked with that you know that are like oh, I'll just pay it later I don't need to worry about it and you know they, they got more than enough money to pay the bill they just mm -hmm. don't realize and it, it's a problem and then sure. it takes years to rebuild the, the second factor and this one I've seen actually is, is a problem a lot is the amount of money owed yeah. on the credit line like people are just maxing out the, their their credit constantly that's 30 percent of the score and it, especially with credit cards, like your your utilization needs to be below 50%. That's actually a major threshold mm -hmm. because, you know, you think about a small business owner where they put a lot of stuff on um, like a credit card. I mean, you were in credit card processing, right? I mean, everyone yep. has those machines and everything. Who was the guy, um, the Capital One guy? You know who I'm talking oh, about. Oh, 
but so Sarah and I met in in a B and I group. And yep. do you want to talk about how like his pitch was every month? Like, because uh, this was pretty interesting. He, he works for Capital One Sparks, which is a two percent unlimited cashback credit card. I'll let right. you take the lead. So um, I think his pitch was basically that he would he would take a look at your your company credit card, and if you could apply for this one and get uh, switched in. You would get each month. You would basically get a check from them, um, and it was it was like put everything on the card, put everything on the card. And that and that was what I wanted to get to, where he's like, "I'll find things in your yes. company ledger that we can put on there." And what folks don't realize, and it depends how your company's set up, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, for you know, for real estate agents, it's in your name, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not you know, it's it's Sarah Timon or Tom Tool. It's not you know, Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Main Line. Like we don't, and and every state's different, and you know, so that's what people, cause, and, and people that have Amex do the same thing. Like they want all the points and all the yep. rewards and all that stuff. And I think that's a slippery slope for people when they're trying to buy a home and right. their credit score gets affected. And that can also affect the rate you get too. Just because rates are three and an eighth, it could actually be a higher rate because your credit utilization is too high. Your score's not there. Right. So that that's a big component. And I mean, and the companies want you to do that because that's how they make money, right? Absolutely. They, even, uh, so... That, uh, even though they give you that 2% cash back, it's like, great. Well, if your credit score is not any higher, it doesn't matter how much cash back you have. <laughs> so that's number two. Um, credit history length is number three. That's 15%. Um, have you ever had a client that didn't have a credit score? Um, no. So I have. have. He had to get a cell phone okay. to buy the house. Luckily, his wife knew what she was doing. But this okay. guy, and he, he was like, uh, he, he, he was, uh, he, he, didn't have bad credit. He just had literally no, no credit. credit, like yeah. no credit at all. So he had to get a cell phone, and then he went and got like a like a utility bill. Utility <laughs> bill, yeah. And then he had to get like a like a store credit card from the mall yep. when that was a thing, just to buy the home. And they had to wait ninety days. Yep. And I mean, luckily they didn't miss out on a property. This was back in two thousand ten when the market was a lot different. But that that's an issue. And 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 they also look at like how long these things are. So if it's under a couple years, like you're actually viewed as a less worthy borrower. Mm-hmm. I mean and. You know, people just don't know this stuff. Right. I mean, do you think your average client has any, and we're not even done yet, but they have any idea this is how it works? On, I mean, well, ones with bad scores, no. Well, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> um, but um, across Before the they board, find out they have a bad score. Right. Probably not. I mean, I think that there's a majority of people don't realize what goes into your credit and what decisions you make as far as exactly like you said, how much you're putting on it, how much you're paying down on it, how long you're keeping it, how that really all comes into play and how that's going to have a much larger impact on your your future than you you might think. For sure. And I, I think that that's exactly what we wanted to get get across here. So I'm gonna, I'll go through the last two. It's not that big of a deal. New credit is 10% and then credit mix is 10%. So like revolving accounts versus like a student loan, a car payment. So a revolving account is considered a, a credit card. I mean, Basically, credit cards are like the worst thing for you is what I've learned, um, although they can be a good tool for, for a lot of things. But and then there's like student loans, car loans, mortgages, obviously. So um, that, that's how your credit score gets calculated. So where that comes back is, I mean, can you imagine just like before you graduate high school, they give you like a three week class on like how to manage your finances as an adult? Oh, that would be that would be great. Like in order to graduate, like I think that would be the easiest thing to do, and that would you know that would solve a lot of these people not being you know with with FHA and 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 there's other reasons people go FHA. That's that's not all of them, but this is one thing that I don't think gets talked about enough, and especially with especially what you know when people are looking to, to buy and sell properties. So, you know, with that news, anything else you think buyers or sellers need to know with these new conforming loan limits? I mean, I I what would you tell a seller right now? Because we really got into the buyer side, and we got a couple minutes here. What would you tell a seller? you're meeting with, let's say they're kind of right on the edge of these price points here. 
Yeah, I mean, I would say that this could open the door for some new for some buyers that maybe wouldn't have been an option um, prior to prior to this happening. Um, you know, little tweaks like this. Uh, not that this is little. This is you know these are these are big numbers that we're talking. But um, a little movement there on that can certainly open the door for people who, you know, this this could be the home that they wanted that you know a week ago wouldn't have been as viable of an option. Uh, well said, and and I would say especially those folks that are in that like just under a million dollar price mm-hmm. range, this this to me is a big deal because what I know is that so far this year, uh, just under seven percent of all the homes that sold were above that like seven hundred thousand dollar price range, plus or minus depending on what county you're in. So all of a sudden now you're getting buyers that are jumping up, and you save that quarter of a point, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're looking at like three point, and let's let's do the math here to give everyone an idea. Um, so we have, let's say the rates today are, you know, 3.125 and you're going up to three and a half on a jumbo. Well, that's a difference of $250 a month, almost $245 and 81 cents at a $900,000 sale price with 20% down. So that's big savings. I mean, and that's, that's what keeps people from qualifying a lot of times because most buyers always go to the maximum payment they can afford anyway. Right. Right. So there's an advantage for sellers here, more affordability advantage for buyers. You can kind of jump up into another price point. So, and this is I think this is great news for the market. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is this is fantastic. Awesome. So on that note, I don't think there's anything more negative to say about this because there's nothing negative. So what we're going to do, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about an interesting piece of real estate news. Uh better.com had to lay off a, a substantial amount of people on a Zoom call. And we'll talk about some of this like high-end investing in real estate tech. And then we're going to come back. We got Tim from Nourish Kings here for our final segment. We're going to talk about his awesome business. Regarding you know uh, the the health food space smoothie sea moss turmeric all sorts of stuff. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet as PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. Buying a home or already own one? We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. The real estate market is red hot. Have you considered taking advantage? Call the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax at 610-692-6976 or visit our website, tomtool.com, to connect and take advantage of these market conditions. All right, we are back on Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Timon got Gabe behind the camera. Tim is sitting in. He's ready for the next segment. Super excited to have him come on and talk about his company, Nourish Kings. 
And again, uh, Sarah and I work with the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax Mainline, the number one Remax team in Pennsylvania and Delaware since 2018. And we're streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, I think Instagram. I'm not really sure. By the way, Nick, did you see Nick's baby? So our our other photographer, Nick, had a baby last week, and I mean, the kid was huge. <laughs> it was like nine and a half pounds. It was a monster. So very exciting. So you know, happy happy for Nick. You know that we miss him this week, but he'll be back soon. So. Uh, the next story we wanted to come to you with, and this is more like what's in the news, because I think that the loan limits obviously help a lot of buyers and sellers. So Better.com, which is basically like an, like an online lender, if you don't know what they are, um, they had a pretty interesting couple of days here where the CEO of Better um, was on a Zoom call, and he basically got on the Zoom call and laid off 900 employees, and this was yesterday, um, and... Then someone took a TikTok video of him and put it out there, and I mean, it, it just—it's it, a massive amount of layoffs. It's nine percent of the company, and if you don't know what Better.com is, so I'll give you guys some perspective here. So they have a couple guarantees that they offer. They're an online lender. Um, they offer an appraisal guarantee and a cash offer guarantee, coupled with a discount for using one of their realtors. So that's how they recoup the money. Right. Um, the appraisal guarantee is. The short of it is, hey, if your home doesn't appraise, don't worry about it. We're closing. Like they're going to cover the difference? They will cover the difference. Um, and then that's that's the short of it. Um, the And I'll, I'll read exactly what it means here um, on from their website because I think this is pretty interesting. You seem pretty surprised by this. Um, I've actually submitted my information on Better.com, and it's a typical like online lender. They text you all the time, everything else. Um, and then they also have a cash sale guarantee, which I'm waiting for this to pull up here. But the, the point is they're, they're one of these online lenders that you can't get a hold of anybody. You get kicked around to tons of different departments, and they laid off a lot of people on a Zoom call. So while we're waiting for their services to come up, what do you think about all this, Sarah? Yeah, I mean, that's not a, not a great way to be let go of. I think in the article it had said that, you know, all the people that were on this particular call, it was just like, all right, and you are all now being laid off. Um, so... Not a not that there's any great way to to get the news, but um, that seemed, you know, a little blunt. <laughs> um, and then I think he what came back later saying, "Hey, this was actually your fault because a lot of the like these employees that were laid off were only working. They were logging in like they were working full days, but really they were only working a couple hours and was kind of trying to shift some blame there um, after the fact." I mean, I, you know, unfortunately. There's no, you're right. There's no easy way to fire somebody. I've had to fire more people than I would have liked. And every time I've done it in person, mm-hmm. as much as I didn't want to, um, as, as awkward as it is, that, that's like the worst conversation, right? Yeah. I mean, it's basically you're breaking up with someone only, you, you, like you're just fired and, and it affects their income, it affects their family. There's nothing good about that. Um, so, you know, that that's pretty disappointing. And I mean, the, the, the interesting thing I found about this was that um, even despite the layoffs, um, there was an article on Housing Wire that came out and that that uh, that reported on the first that um, they were laying off nine percent of the workforce, but they just got a seven hundred fifty million dollar cash injection from SoftBank. Right. So, I, and they were very refi heavy, which might be one of the reasons why. But seeing that they're getting all that money, I mean. What do you think's going on behind the scenes here? I mean, is this a poorly structured company? Is it someone that can't follow through on their promises? I mean, you, you, you know, you're in the industry, you're on the outside. What do you think, Sarah? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to say for sure, but given that they were getting that much of a cash injection and that they're letting go of that many employees, um, you know, even if they were kind of changing from being heavier on the refi end and now they're trying to go more into to new loans, um, it, it seems a little off. Um, I feel like there had to be some type of, you know, some type of mistake there on the on the higher up as they were kind of figuring out what their their game plan was here with that money coming in. I I, I do agree, and and you know what what's then this is a concern I think with with Wall Street in general um, because in November they disclosed to the SEC that they were going to lose eighty five to one hundred million in the third quarter, and they were going to widen in the fourth quarter, and they were very refi heavy, um, and refis aren't a thing anymore because rates are going up. Like this is what always happens, and. You know, I, I, I look at mortgages very similarly to the real estate sales business because you want to always have, like, the purchase loans coming in. Like, those are the people that need to get a loan, right? That's And that's, I think, the harder loan to convert in a lot of cases, almost like listings versus buyers, right? You want to bring in more listings because that's going to drive your business, right? right? The refis are just, hey, you gave me a good rate. Great. I'm out. I'm already in the home. Yep. So I, I see that as at usually the, these companies that fail – they're, they tend to be refi focused, so that that's a great observation on your part. Um, what I also you know get concerned about is they're getting all this capital injected, and it's in the form of a convertible note. Um, and you know, th- you look at SoftBank coming in here. I mean, SoftBank has had a history of investing in companies in real estate, whether it's like fintech or uh, prop tech is what they call it, which is like the real estate side. But they've invested in WeWork, right? That didn't go well. That that CEO got fired. It was like a total embarrassment. Um, SoftBank has invested in Compass. Compass's stock price is down 52% since the IPO. So, you, you know, you look at these companies that they're betting on, and I'm clear these VCs are missing the mark because they're betting on the online faster, quicker, better company. But it seems like what people want when it comes to real estate is that local expert. They want someone that knows the market or understands how the market works from a finance side. I mean, even the last segment we talked about the loan limits for FHA are going to be different if you're in different counties. Right. You know, I mean, have you had an online lender like ever screw up something for you before? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so why don't you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, it it gets screwed up. You get passed around from department to department. It's very difficult to to get a straight answer or to get a quick response. Um, and a lot of times in these situations, you you need to be able to know that you can get in the touch with the person that you need to speak to that's been working your file that knows what the situation is and that can can work on tight timelines and quick turnarounds um, and knowing, you know, the the local situations and what's, you know, if it's going to change county to county and, and things like that. I mean, that's that's huge um, in terms of being able to, one, get it done, get it done correctly and not have yes. to like go back later and, and reevaluate things and give your clients, um, you know, the most up to date options that are that are available for them because they could be missing out on something that you know that they're not aware of well you bring up a really great point because i mean i I look at a couple basic things we deal with that lenders often don't pick up on the way transfer tax is paid in pennsylvania Mm -hmm. right in new jersey the seller pays the whole thing in pennsylvania it's split in philadelphia it's higher than the suburban counties with the exception of a couple townships Mm -hmm. so a local lender is going to know that Typically, right. the internet lender or better or whomever probably doesn't, right? Yep. That's, that would be the first one. Think about the tax reassessment in Delaware County mm-hmm. or in Philadelphia. Like, ta- yeah. I mean, have, have you live in Philly. Have your taxes gone up since the reassessment? Like, I mean, because uh, uh, I know I, I, 
I don't know if your neighborhood got hit that hard, but I know other places they like doubled or tripled. Ours didn't go up a ton, but I mean, but again, that does it changes um, area changes annually area. now. Yeah, yeah. So well, and you and so I mean, but these are things like a local lender's going to know and a local agent's going to know. So that's where. As much as everyone wants, like, big tech to get into the real estate market. I mean, let's look at Zillow and the iBuying, right? Mm-hmm. That didn't go so well for them. Nope. <laughs> I mean, they, they canceled a ton of contracts recently, by the way, too, because they can't follow through on them. So, you know, all this stuff is great that people want to innovate, but if they don't have the right people on the ground, I think it's going to be a challenge. I mean, we're seeing these companies constantly fail. Yeah, and I mean, and you want, as those numbers are coming in from the lender, as you're getting closer to settlement, you need those lenders' numbers to be correct, you know, like, um, cause we do different estimates, um, on our end, but ultimately the lender has, you know, they are able to make different adjustments and input different things that we aren't able to do as much when we're giving like a broader estimate. So like you need those numbers from the lender to be, to be spot on and not have it be a situation where, you know, Hey, it's, it's settlement and you know, Oh no, <laughs> here's, here are these last minute things or we didn't realize the transfer tax or we, you know, you, you need that stuff uh, correct. Well, and, and I'll take it one step further. The person who really doesn't want to deal with them is not so much the consumer, it's the real estate agent, right? Yeah. And and because no matter what happens in these transactions, and I, I've got no problem with this. I've been doing this a long time. I think you're going to sympathize with me here, Sarah. No matter what happens, whether the lender screws up, the title company screws up, anybody screws up, who was the one left holding the bag every time? The realtor. The realtor, 100% of the time. And I look at lenders like offensive linemen. So you're, you you follow football, right? You went to Clemson. So sure did. you know what? You don't want to hear the offensive lineman's name getting called because that means the right. quarterback just got destroyed or like a bad play happened or or something like that. And these companies, you know, I mean, we're, we're seeing this now with all the VC money that came into real estate that they're they're able to scale, but if they don't have the right people on the ground locally. Mm-hmm. That's where the challenge is. And, and look at what Zillow's doing right now. They're leaning back into their local agents that they're partners with, not going away from them because they probably underestimated the value of someone local on the ground. Sure. So do you see more of these? Like, I, mean, I don't think this company's going out of business. I mean, it says they got more money. They're going to lean into their balance sheet. I mean, do you, what do you see in the future for companies like Better or Rocket Mortgage or these large companies? Because they, they still do a lot of business. They still do a lot of business. I think there's something that people are always going to, you know, on a quick, oh, I've got to get an offer in and I haven't talked to anyone yet. Um, If they don't ask for a recommendation from their agent or whatever, there's always going to be people that are going to go to this, uh, go to these sites to get like a quick pre-approval or get like a quick, um, you know, some quick info. But I'm curious as to how many start with them in the process, ultimately make it to the table with them. Um, I'm sure that there's a bit of changeover throughout the process there for, you know, maybe you started with, you know, one of these companies and then you haven't been able to get in touch with them. You haven't been able to um, get answers back. And then maybe you do reach out to a, a local agent because you do have a time frame there uh, when you first go under contract that you you don't have to go with who mm-hmm. you submitted your, your information with. So, um, you know, I'm sure there is some changeover that happens uh, early on in the transaction or if things fall apart in the transaction. Um, and I mean, that's not to say that the, that these companies don't get people to settlement and that they, they don't, you know, that things don't work out with them. But um, I think there'll always be people that go there just because it's quick, it's easy, it's, uh, it's online, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. minimal uh, FaceTime there. Um, but uh, 
you know, I think my my recommendations would always be to go with the the local guys. Well, and, and I'd imagine there's good people that work at this company. Oh, for sure. And what what happens is that there's not that like one person that's responsible because the reason people come to the realtor is because you know, realtors that take responsibility often do the most business because they're they're in there helping and like I mean, you don't get, you know, it doesn't doesn't really help an agent to use one mortgage company or another except right. getting to the table, which is what the what the buyer or seller wants anyway. And uh, you bring up a great point that I, I think you got to look at, like, who's going to give me the right service? Are they going to close on time? Are they going to tell me the fees and are the fees going to be right, which is mm-hmm. a big question, because these mistakes happen all the time. And you're, you're talking about thousands of dollars here. Yep. And we've seen that with some out-of-state lenders where they, they don't, like, they, they the, the transfer tax is off or they don't know how to prorate taxes. or And this is stuff local people tend to know a lot of. So th- this is a good sign. And I think, we you know what's happened, too? The market started to slow down a little bit. And now all these big companies that were just there just slamming volume because they could. This is what always happens on the front end of a shift. Mm-hmm. It's no different than these other companies that have come and gone or have, have gone out of business that were, you know, discount brokers or online lenders. So, you know, with that, I mean, you know, looking at how, how we see the market, you know, so you're, you're seeing you're going to see you think they're going to stay in business. There's going to be more of these startups. We, we, we're, we're agreeing local is better. So what are some of the questions like you'd be asking if you don't know any better and you're a buyer, right? I mean, because, you know, everyone always thinks the agent's like they're referring people out that they know or they're friends. And, but what what are questions you'd be asking lenders to avoid stuff like this happening? Because I right, right now, if I had a mortgage loan processing with better, I'd be very nervous. Like, is it going to close on time? What's going to happen? Who's there? I mean, this, this is a problem. Yeah, I mean, I think if it was at the beginning of the process, I'd asked how much, you know, business they've done locally or are they have they had any transactions go through in this same county um what are steps that i need to do in order to make sure this this gets done um because i think it's it's pretty easy to you start down the road in these transactions um and you're great point you're assuming that you know the lender is going to be telling you each each step because you have a mutual interest here of of getting this done but i think one of the the best things you can do off the bat is kind of assume some responsibility there with like, all right, give me the checklist. You know, like, mm-hmm. what do I need to do? What's the process for reaching out? What are like, what is response time? Just so that you can know what to expect from the get go um, and that you're not, you know, calling 15 times in one day. Yeah, if you yeah. know that it's like we get back to you the next day or, um, you know, I think it's important to kind of have your expectations in line. Um, know what you need to do in order to get it done, and then also so that you can hold them responsible um, that they do that they do their part. I, I think that's great advice. Is that you, you you get clear up front when you can make a change because you're right. Once you kind of get into the transaction, like you're three four weeks in, making a change is tough. You might not close on time, and some sellers may be like, "Hey, I think the price of my house just went up, so see you later." Like I'm right. I'm out of here. The way the market's been, so I, I love that advice. That's really good. So regarding better better here, like, I mean, do you, like, how do you think that they, they come out of this? Like, is this company still going to be in business in a couple of years? Talk to me what, what, you, what you anticipate here, and then I'll give you my take. Then we'll take a quick break, and we'll, we'll come back and, and talk, to, talk to Tim from Nourish Kings here, which I'm excited about. Well, they got a big cash injection, and they also have, what, more guaranteed money mm-hmm. um, coming down the line. So I think that if they, uh, you know, play their cards right and kind of come up with a good strategy here and figure out how to keep, you know, new clients coming in as well, like as the refis went down, um, if that's where they were kind of like relying on a lot of their business before, if they can figure out a way to get to get new clients in as well as manage what they've got. Um, I think there'll still be a place for them, um, but they 
you know, they, they have to plan plan accordingly. I mean, I think the CEO might need to start worrying about his job here. I mean, he's mm-hmm. the founder, so it, it all depends how the board's set up and, and corporate governance, which can be pretty challenging. Um, I do agree with you. They need a better strategic plan. And you know, one of the things I read in the article here, you mentioned it, is that you know the CEO came out and just kind of badmouthed all the employees and said they're only averaging two hours a day while clocking in eight hours. Well, what's the oversight there? Like, where's the accountability in the company? I mean, to me, that's his fault. It's always it's always your fault when you're running a company. I'm. I, You've heard me say that how many times? Like, I, like I will take blame for things no matter what because there's always something you can do differently, mm-hmm. and you know that that to me is is what a good leader does. So, I you know I, I have a problem with how he's approaching it here, and I think that's going to be hard for them in a hiring world right now, where it's very hard to hire people. Right now, they just laid off some, so they don't need them. But you know, if they're going to ramp volume up, that could be a challenge. So, I, you know, I. I I, I agree with you. They need to have better accountability within the company because, I mean, that's an absolute disaster. You're paying people for one-fourth of the time. Like, mm-hmm. they're, or excuse me, they're only working one-fourth of the time you're paying for. Like, I mean, you're getting ripped off. So that's that's on them. What, what I say for the agents listening or the local lenders listening is there's a way to beat these companies. And we talk about this all the time internally. And that's beat people on the local level, right? Because I guarantee a lot of consumers aren't even talking about this. Just like when Zillow had their horrible earnings call, right? Consumers right. weren't talking about it. Realtors were just laughing. And I think, and I actually saw a couple posts and social media reactions from some mortgage people I know, and they were like, ha, 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 this is what happens. And I'm like, great, guys. Well, you know, instead of making fun of them, why don't you talk about how you're different than them? What's your right. differentiation? And that's where lenders can beat these companies is on the local level. Small businesses make up. The, the majority of businesses in the United States and a small business is anyone that has revenue less than five million. So, I mean, that's that to me is the opportunity here. Just like realtors want to know how to beat Zillow, beat them on the local level, be the local brand. You could do the same thing with mortgages here because these companies are whether this company survives or not, there's going to be another one mm-hmm. and there's going to be a rocket mortgage that maybe people hate that have rebranded since Quicken, but they're still really successful companies. They just don't like the service they get. Right. And it comes back on the realtor and everyone else. So that would be the advice I have for agents. Anything you want to add to that? No, I mean, I think that that sums it up. I think that knowing the local market goes, I mean, that that's what gets you to the end. So 100%. Um, I think that's that's a smart move and you want to position yourself with with people that know the, the local market. Love it, Sarah. Good stuff. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We got Tim McMenamin here, the owner of Nourish Kings, one of the best smoothies I've ever had. I'm really excited for this because I'm a weird health food nut. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. Have you considered a career in real estate? Do you want control over your income? Whether you have a license or not, call us today at 610-692-6976 or visit TomTool.com. Join our team, the Tom Tool Sales Group at REMAX Mainline. Buying a home or already own one? We can help. I am Kevin Hamill from Alliances Insurance Agency. If you haven't reviewed your policies in the last three years, now's the time. New home buyers, there are a number of ways that we can help you get to that settlement table. Call us to find out more at 610-816-0043, extension 3, or visit our website, alliancesinsurance.com. Don't forget the S, it's for savings. 
When you're getting a mortgage, you shouldn't have to sacrifice great service just to get a great rate. At Mortgage America, we've been lending with this philosophy for over 35 years. We have access to great low rates without the complications and delays of big or online banks. We're a local Pennsylvania lender with loan officers that you can actually meet. As PHFA's number one lender, we specialize in all residential mortgage programs, including first-time buyer programs and low-down payment options. For your free pre-approval, call us at 610-439-8000 or apply online at mymortgageamerica.com. The real estate market is red hot. Have you considered taking advantage? Call the Tom Tool Sales Group at Remax at 610-692-6976 or visit our website, tomtool.com, to connect and take advantage of these market conditions. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the final segment of Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Timon, and we have Tim McMenamin here, special guest, the owner of Nourish Kings, which is a smoothie and health food company. Tim, thanks for coming on, my friend, number one. Super stoked to have you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your company yourself, and then we'll kind of go from there. All right. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me out. Um, so, yeah, Nourish Kings was started about 10 months ago um, during the pandemic. I'm a, a type 1 diabetic. I got some health issues, and I wasn't really sure you know, what was going to come with everything that was going on. So, like, I just started doing a bunch of research, um, looking into some health health things, like how I could change my diet, how I could protect myself from everything that was going on outside. Um, and I came across CMOS, right? And I started doing – CMOS is a natural remedy that's in the smoothies. Um, it grows in warm, warm water and cold water. So I personally get my CMOS from St. Lucia. Um, I get it raw – I make it into a gel, which is then um, put into the smoothies, right? And uh, what CMOS does, it contains 92 of the 102 minerals that your body needs to function, right? Wow. So it's filled with vitamins, uh, minerals, and nutrients. So one thing like that I lacked is all of that about like two years ago. I was always on the move. I ate like crap. Um, I was always eating fast food. Um, so like I had a lot of adjustments that I had to make. So like I started taking CMOS and then after I started seeing the benefits of after about like 30 days, like so some minor stuff, just like it's, so I started to have more energy. That's one thing. So it gives you more energy. It's really good for your muscles, your bones, thyroid, um, people with high cholesterol, high blood pressure. It's really good for your sex drive. It's really good for your hair, your nails, your skin. Um, and it's amazing for your immune system, right? So it's like I started taking it and then, you know, after about like a month, I was I was I started having a lot more energy when I woke up. I stopped taking I used to drink a lot of coffee, I used to drink a lot of Red Bull in the morning, um, and I like and I stopped taking as much, right? So now like I really only average about like maybe a, a cup of coffee in the morning, I'll still have one. Um but I also use the smoothies as a meal replacement. So every morning, like I don't eat breakfast. I only have a smoothie, which, you know, I have tons of different flavors of organic fruit that I buy and I freeze. And that's why I call them smoothies because, you know, I actually I've had juices and people buy juices all the time at places. Um, but the consistency of frozen fruit just mixes differently. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's thicker and it fills you up a little bit. Right. Um, so CMOS is also good for weight loss, too. A lot of people, um, you know, when we wake up in the morning, we think that we're hungry, right? Because our mind's telling us, our stomach's talking to us, our body's talking to us. 
but we're really just craving all the nutrients, vitamins, and minerals that sea moss contains, right? So one thing I, I started to notice as I was drinking these smoothies was that I'm like, damn, I'm still hungry before I would drink the smoothie, and then I'll have the smoothie, I'd be like, I know that just didn't, like, fill me up, right? Because I would eat breakfast, and then I'll eat again, like, three hours later, just because I was kind of, like, unhealthy. I wasn't, like, fat, but I was just, like, <laughs> you know, I just ate a lot. I was able to just digest it. Um, and then over time, I just started to notice. I was like, wow, this stuff really does just suppress your appetite, right? Um, I didn't have any, like, qu- crazy weight loss myself from it, but I'm just saying it can be used vitally for that um because like the gel i also sell gel too sea moss gel comes in a 16 ounce jar you can just take the sea moss straight so like it doesn't have to get put into drinks um i put it into drinks because i personally can't take it straight so i started to put it in drinks and then people started to try them and then that's how the the uh, drinks just like shot off so people like buy a week supply every week people buy two weeks supply because you know they they'll buy a two weeks supply to put the other seven in the freezer they'll keep seven mm-hmm. in the fridge mm-hmm. um well, that's how we got turned on to you guys because i was um so you had your ginger shots which is another product you have and i was uh it was at naughty donuts in ocean city taking my kids there and you know you know it goes on down the shore right so i was a little hungover i'll be very honest and i'm like man this ginger <laughs> shot looks like it's gonna do me right and we uh it was unbelievable. I mean, it just the, the and I don't know what you put in those, but I mean that was pretty interesting to me, and I loved like the product placement in, in, in the local stores. So with the, I started to make ginger shots a little bit after I started making the smoothies. Right, um, it took me a little while to come down with like the exact recipe for that, um, and then once I got it down, I was like, man, I could really do something with these too because I was trying ginger shots all over the place, and you know, most of the time I was getting them at like Trader Joe's and Mm -hmm. Wegmans and things of that sort, and they have preservatives in them. So everything that I do is fresh press. There's no, there's no preservatives in them. There's nothing like added to it to keep it alive longer. Like you can buy a ginger shot from Trader Joe's. It'll stay good in the fridge for five months. If you're buying a ginger shot from me, it's good for 18 days. There's ginger, lemon, and apple in these ginger shots, right? Um, And they're like, it's almost like a shot of espresso, right? And the reason I started taking, without caffeine in it, but I started <laughs> taking ginger too because it's really good for your immune system. It kickstarts kick your digestion. It wakes you up, and it just protects you, man. Like, it's it's the between the sea moss and the ginger, it was just, I haven't had a cold in 10 months, right? I've been taking the sea moss for like a year and a half now, but this stuff like you know i had to experience it for myself i was taking all of this stuff for some time before i like started my business and stuff um and like i went into naughty donuts and i was like well, I, the way i can get these off the ground i don't only been in business for like three or four months at the time right so i walked into naughty donuts and i said to the owner i said listen i know that you sell donuts in here they're not like the healthiest thing um and i'm coming to present you with a with a healthy product, but I think that people will come in here and while they're standing trying to figure out out of the hundred different things that they can put on their donut, Mm -hmm. they're going to see these ginger shots and be like, wow, well, this will, you know, if I get these donuts and I take this ginger shot, everything will be all right, you know, and then also just- Choices, choices, right? choices. And then just with, you know, everybody being outside again this summer, it was like, you know, they'll know that it's going to protect them too, right? Like if they continue to take these shots, so- I went into Naughty Donuts and said, listen, I'm going to give you 25 shots. You can sell them for whatever you want. I was like, you know, this is what I would sell them to you for. And I was like, you sell them for whatever you want. It was Friday morning. I dropped them off. He called me at 5 o'clock that, later that day. He said, <laughs> all 25 are gone. I need 50 more tomorrow. I mean, Chris is a, is a great guy. I, I mean, and like, 
my kids insist on going there. Like we can walk to there that place, um, and which I love. So how how did you, how'd your business start? Because I think that's like I love to hear that you're in local stores, and I'd love to you know help see how we can help you out and get you into more places. But how, like so you you're, you're making these drinks, you're used taking the sea moss. Like what made you decide? Hey, like the people approach you, or or what happened? So it was more like I had no education on any of the natural remedies, right? Like what they could do for you. Like I've been a type 1 diabetic for 28 years. Wow. CMOS has decreased my insulin intake by 40%. Wow. So I used to take three, four shots a day of insulin. Now I take one or two. It all depends on how active I am, um, if I went to the gym that day. But even if I didn't go to the gym, the CMOS has like just done so much for my body that I was like – I wanted to educate my friends on it, my family. And, you know, at first, like, nobody was really trying to listen because they have, like, heard. This guy just keeps talking about CMOS. Like, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, listen, before the <laughs> pandemic hit, I would have probably said the same thing to you, right? Like, I, don't, I always, like, took care of my diabetes. But, like, anything else other than that, like, I wasn't really worried about it because, like, my A1C was always in check with my diabetes that I was just, like, I'm going to eat whatever I want because I can still, you yeah. know, as long as I mm-hmm. take my insulin. And then you know, the pandemics will really like open my eyes, everything. So then I started to make all this stuff and I hand label everything too. So all the bottles like that you see in stores and my ginger shots, like, you know, I, I sit for hours and just label bottles and label bottles. Um, and it, it, it takes a lot out of you. Right. But it's like, you know, I'm not, I do everything to myself. So, um, you know, it's just all part of like the process so far with what's going on. Um, I'm sorry, what was it you... So how, how did you decide, like, did, did people start approaching you to, like, buy the drinks, or, like, how that how that come about? So I'm I'm the type of person that, like, at night I don't sleep really good because, like, my brain is just always running with ideas. It never stops. Um, people always say, like, what are you thinking right now, Tim? I'll be like, yeah, I'll just look at them. I'll just stare at them. I'm like, I can't really explain it to you because my mind's just, you know, I've always just, I have all these crazy ideas all the times of, like, how I can put myself in position to potentially start a business or make money. And finally, like somebody was just like, look, man, take a chance, right? Like what's the worst that could happen? Like you couldn't lose any more than I already didn't have. Mm-hmm. So like, I was like, all right, screw it. So like, you know, I, I started, I turned my Instagram account, which was at the time my personal Instagram account, I turned it into my business page and I just deleted like all my personal like pictures off it and like family oriented stuff. And, um, and I just turned it into Norris Kings and then I started posting stuff on there. And then, you know, like one person bought it and then, you know, then I had so many strangers contacting me on Instagram, which was like, you know, at first you're like, people are putting these orders in and then are they going to answer the phone the next day when I take right. it to them? Cause, yeah. You know, yeah. like I'll get up, I'll make all this stuff in the middle of the night. Um, I have like a, a delivery fee too. Like I will bring it to you, you know, but like if I don't know you and then I'm going to take this 25 minute drive and then they're not home right. or they're not answering. I'm like, most of the time, if they gave me their actual address, I'm like, well, I'm going to knock on the door anyway. Well, yeah. You know, if they don't answer because they yeah. already gave me their address. Um, But it mainly like... Uh, I had a lot of friends that did support me in the beginning, but like then you you kind of see like as you start a business, like I have more strangers that support me today than like I do that like I, kids that I grew up with, you know. Like mm-hmm. I do have a a solid group of people still that like I've been friends with forever that like you know they continue to take this stuff and they believe in the things that I told them, um, and they still purchase everything every week and they're happy with everything that's going on. But um. You know, the power of social media and word of mouth is like, you know, one person tags my stuff. It's like 
Chris kind of put me on the map like mm-hmm. this summer. Like he really like you know he took a chance with just even considering to sell the ginger shots. And then after the summer ended, like we did so much business with just ginger shots. Um, I then I was like, what am I gonna do to continue to push my brand like outside here, like in Jersey and in Pennsylvania, you know? Um, and then I was able to lock of uh, like two or three more accounts in like kind of like a month after I got home from the summer. That's great. Um, so, so where, where can can people buy? I mean, so Instagram for everyone listening, we're gonna plug this a couple times. It's at Nourish Kings. So just like you would uh, think it is N O U R I S H Kings K I N G S. What stores are you in now? What stores would you like to get into? Maybe they're listening. Maybe we got a connection. Maybe there's someone there. I mean, part of this is to you know help you help you grow your business. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as of like today, there's a gym in Conshohocken. It's called Vision Fit. It's on uh, okay. Elm Street. It's like right off the water. Um, they were just. Dis- they were destroyed during the hurricane in September. Oh, jeez. Um, so then when they opened back up, I donated a bunch of stuff to the gym. Um, and then everyone was drinking everything in the gym, and they were like, oh, how are we going to get this stuff back, right? So um, so then now me and me and that gym work very closely. They run through stuff every single week. Everyone's very health conscious in there. Um, so I have a great relationship with them. Um, there was a there was a marsh. There's a couple different places. There's a couple p- – different places in new jersey that are on and off with carrying my stuff there's um a plant-based restaurant in in audubon on merchant street it's called lesby veggies um she carries my ginger shots on and off um there was my my gym that i personally go to is called belm strength and conditioning in gloucester city new jersey um they carry everything they have as of next week they'll have a big sign in their gym that they'll have all the packages for drinks and shots um there was an MMA gym in New Jersey that was carrying them. Um, I'm in the works right now, hopefully locking down a sponsorship with an up-and-coming athlete that I can't really speak on too much at the moment. <laughs> but um, You can tell us after the show. It's yeah, okay. There's some things going on. Um, and, you know, where I where I see stuff in the future, I really – I don't really ever want a storefront. I just, like – I just want to be able to – supply a bunch of different places i don't think that'd be the right move for you i think you want to be in retail shops i mean you know there's places like like carlino's specialty foods right and like it kind of, it's kind of like naughty donuts like things like that so i mean um you know certainly you know we'll, we'll, we'll connect with the afterwards any connections we have we'd love to put you in touch i mean i i i'm one of those strangers right like i sent you a dm on instagram right this is how he came to my house <laughs> and it was, i was like man these things are awesome so I can I, I can certainly attest to the the value of of the smoothie. So you got anything you want to jump in and ask there? I've got a CMOS question. Okay. So you said it's um, cold water and warm water, and you're getting it from St. Lucia. Yeah. So did you try around with a couple different ones, or what made you land on on that as your source? So there was another supplier that I was getting it from, um, and then like I just. It got to a point where, like, I had to start buying it in bulk, right? Yeah. Because I was spending a lot of money, like, just buying, like, a little amount. Mm-hmm. And then once I had built my business up that I was able to buy it in bulk, um, I started to deal with a different supplier that, like, I trusted just because he had a lot of, like, views on YouTube. And I watched a lot of his videos and I did a lot of research on him. And, like, a close friend of mine, like, had put me in in contact with this person. Like, I don't, like call him on the phone and talk to him directly but like we email and things of that sort so i had just started to buy uh his product for a couple months and then after seeing how smooth everything went with dealing with him 
then I was like, I just, I just stuck with him because yeah. there is actually like supposedly a lot of like fake sea moss on the street. Oh too. my like, god! People sell it like all over the city to stuff like on the street and yeah. stuff like at like stands like up and down Stan Ave. Like yeah, I've heard like a lot of wow. like, crazy different. A lot of crazy different stuff. Um, oh, wow. But one thing I can say, if you get it from me, it's 100% authentic. <laughs> it's the good it. stuff. Yeah. Um, and then what is the time frame from, you said you turn it from the like raw sea moss into a gel. What kind of, how long of a process is that? So I let it soak in, in water for about 24 to 36 hours, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it sits and it soaks and then I blend it into a gel. Okay. The gel only takes about... 10 15 minutes to make okay um and then the it's good for about 30 days right right um you can leave it in your fridge you can freeze it too um you can freeze it for like six months take it out and then use it and it'll be fine for 30 days outside of it being frozen um if you're going to keep it in the fridge usually people that are just taking it straight they're going to go through it within about 10 to 12 days okay so if they're taking like two teaspoons a day, like they should, they'll go throw it in about ten to twelve days. So most of the time, it won't even make it till the thirty days anyway. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of different like myths and beliefs. Like you know, I, you can keep it the lid off. Supposedly, it stays good for like fifty days. Um, I go through so much of it that it's you don't it need to worry about it that. Doesn't stay in my. <laughs> yeah, I like I'm it. Constantly making new gel like every day, so yeah. it doesn't. You know, I don't like pre-make the drinks. If you order from me. If I say I'm going to be there Thursday, everything's getting made Thursday morning. Okay. I don't make every, like anything Tuesday, Wednesday, and leave it in my fridge. Um, okay. Everything's made daily. Awesome. So we got like a minute here. Someone wants to place an order or get in touch with you. What's the best way to reach out? So, yeah, like Tom said, you can uh, reach me on Instagram at Norish Kings. Um, and that's about it. I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on TikTok. Um, honestly, I just don't have the time to deal with any other network other than Instagram. So you can find me on there. Perfect. So these smoothies are legit. I am a smoothie connoisseur. I totally believe in them. So at Nourish Kings, Tim, thanks for coming on, my friend. Glad we were able to get this going. This is going to be on all the other social media platforms for you later this week. So don't worry about that. Awesome. Um, you want to follow Sarah. She's at Ty underscore Ty Time. That's T-Y underscore T-Y-T-I-M-E. That's on Instagram. You can follow me at Tom Tool 3rd, Tom Tool 3RD on Instagram. You want to follow the show, just Google Tom Tool Sales Group. We stream live every week on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram as well. Gabe, great job on your first show. Brett, thanks as always. This is Tool Time Real Estate Radio on WWDB 860 AM.